in all his decades of publishing history, one event has affected Superman more than any other. Worlds lived, worlds died, and that was only the beginning. Superman was never the same. Presenting Superman in Crisis. Episode 56. This town ain't big enough for the three of us. Dateline, May 1st, 1986. Hello and welcome back to Superman in Crisis, a podcast by John Wilson, that's me, chronicling the twilight adventures of the Man of Steel in his pre-crisis incarnation. We have discussed and reviewed and covered every issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths and all of the Superman adventures that were published alongside them. And we are continuing on through to the end of this history of Superman, which will be just next month in June of 1980. We are nearing the end of our journey, but in this episode, we are talking about the Superman adventure that was published on May 1st, 1986, and that is DC Comics Presents 96, the penultimate issue of this series. And on the cover of this comic brought to us by Alan Kupperberg, we see the Blue Devil. He is the team-up partner with Superman in this issue. Standing on a Superman billboard where Superman's flying by, welcome to Metropolis, home of Superman. And Blue Devil is saying, don't worry, Supes. I won't let anything happen to your city while you're away. But behind him, a uh, horde of flying alien creatures led by Terraman on his flying horse are all coming to attack and cause problems for Blue Devil. So, um, Terraman. <laughs> Terra Man is a space cowboy. <laughs> he um he is one to me one of the quintessentially bronze age members of the Superman mythos. He was created in early 1972 in Superman 249 and basically his story is that um back in the old western days he was captured by aliens as a child and raised by them and is now coming back to Earth with alien-powered weaponry to stop Superman. Because, as he says, this town ain't big enough for the two of us, Superman. And that's really all there is to it. He doesn't think that Earth can hold himself and Superman, so he's going to kill Superman. Um, The first story he appeared in, Superman 249, Superman was kind of hard-pressed to beat him. But at the time, he was actually afflicted by a uh, mental or psychosomatic, mental and physical malady. Um. And it introduced a really weird concept about Kryptonian culture and physiology, and that is the fact that they – we've talked about this briefly uh, back when we talked about Superman's birthday. But according to Superman 249, Kryptonians don't celebrate birthdays. Every six years, instead, they go and like mourn and cry and express all this pent-up emotion that they don't allow themselves to express during the course of their normal life. So uh, it had happened so much and so often for so many years and generations that it actually became instinctive and built into the psychology of Kryptonians. So during this particular incident, he is being racked by birth spell, is what he calls it, which is basically causing him to double over in um, pain and emotional anguish uh, convulsively without being able to control it. And this keeps racking him during his fight with Terra Man. But of course, he's still able to win because he is Superman. Um, and Terra Man has a winged horse because why not? 
<laughs> so whenever he was uh, captured by Superman at the end, there's this really nice panel, the last panel of the story of the winged horse frolicking through a jungle, flying around, being a winged horse, looking at waterfalls until Terra Man came and got him at the next story. So yes, Terra Man is here. He was created by Carrie Bates. Uh, Carrie Bates is not writing this issue. It is being written by Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn, who are the Blue Devil writers and being drawn by Joe Staten and inked by Kurt Schaffenberger. The story is entitled The Deputy. We open with Blue Devil on the roof of the WGBS Daily Planet building, just kind of monitoring Metropolis, trying to be a good superhero, even though I don't know a lot about Blue Devil's story, but basically he was a stunt actor who was doing stunts for a particular film in a Blue Devil costume. And then whatever accident gave him his powers fused the costume to him or maybe like melded his physiology with the appearance of the costume. So that he actually is a blue devil. I don't know exactly, but um, he can't turn back to human form as far as I know. And he doesn't really enjoy being a superhero either. He, uh, his stories are more turned over to um, super powered antics and shenanigans than actual heroing, uh, at least for the most part. It's their, superhero comics. So there's going to be bad guys and stuff, but um, it's not just that it was an attempt in the early eighties to step out of the usual superhero trappings and do something else with the power genre, the kind of efforts that would make Valiant and stuff, uh, similar comics, pretty popular a few years later. So as Blue Devil is hopping around the rooftops, he sees Superman. He says, hey, Superman, what's up? And Superman says, no time to talk now. I've just spotted trouble and you better let me handle it alone. Because Superman does not like to work with others, at least others that he doesn't trust anyway. He doesn't know Blue Devil that well. And the trouble that he has spotted is Terra Man on his winged horse sending a fiery meteor toward Superman to try to blow him up and blow up a chunk of Earth. Superman cannot see through the meteor with his heat vision, so he doesn't know what's inside it, so he does not dare just smash it in the atmosphere. Instead, he tries to catch it and absorb its impact with his own body, but it does hit him and crash into the ground and makes a big old hole in the street. One of Terra Man's uh, attributes is that he is fully laden with um, stereotypy, you know, movie western language. So Blue Devil confronts him in the sky. Let go of that, you two-bit Jesse James, because Terra Man has captured uh, Blue Devil's scepter. I'm not sure exactly what he does with it, but he always has it with him. Uh, but Terra Man doesn't know how to Jesse James is. Never met the man, but I don't reckon him and his six guns would have lasted long against a fancy shooting iron like this here. Uh, talking about the uh, spear, of course, but Blue Devil lands on his horse behind him. That's my shooting iron, pal. And I reckon I'll be wrecking your plans if you get my drift. Eh? Eh? Blue Devil's getting into the lingo, too? Superman can hear them down on the ground. Personally, I'd like to hear what those plans are. You didn't really think you'd get away with trying to ransack and pillage the Earth again, did you, outlaw? Even Superman's getting into the Western lingo. But Terra Man directs Superman's attention up into space. Take a good look to the west of the morning star and you'll get my meaning real clear. And whatever Superman sees, he is rather astonished. No, that's a job for Superman if I ever saw one. So he tells Blue Devil, you've got to hold down the fort and protect Metropolis while I'm gone, Dan. I'm counting on you. But, but, I, but you, what? And Terra Man says, don't you get it? You just been deputized, horny toad. Old Marshall Soups is headed for trouble out in space. So hence we get the title of the story, The Deputy. 
But throughout the issue, uh, Terraman does not say deputy. He says deputy. It's, it's spelled that way. And when Superman disappears, that's when all the other uh, flying aliens and aliens on flying monstrous mounts start attacking Metropolis. So Blue Devil now has his hands full with a whole bunch of extraterrestrial threats. Superman flies off into space and sees a comet-like object on a collision course with Earth. But as he gets closer to it, he realizes it's not a comet. The energy grid it's projecting would tell me that much, even if I didn't know that Terra Man was involved. I don't know. I feel like in the 80s, we should have known that comets are not raging fireballs soaring through the sky. That's just not what they are. That's kind of what they look like because of all of the, uh, you know, particles and ice and stuff that's melting out behind the comet. But it's not it's not a fiery meteor. But in any case, on the surface of this fiery meteor are some armored aliens with weapons that start shooting at Superman. And since they're space weapons, they can hurt him. Back on Earth, Blue Devil is not doing his best work against all these aliens, but turns out that the uh, meteor that had fallen on Earth before was actually just a casing for a beacon machine, a tall machine that uh, Terra Man now unpacks and allows to expand into a large antenna-like structure. Blue Devil thinks, I've got a funny feeling this goes way beyond anything I've ever built for the movies. And I don't know if there's a thing I can do about it if Superman doesn't hustle his tail back here soon. Back in space, Superman is shot by one of the aliens and encased in like a weird plastic field. Feels like I just walked into a wall of gelatin. So it's not just a sheet around him. It's also like some sort of like substance encasing him. It is a plasma cocoon. One of the many traps my partner is expert at creating. And Superman tries to just fly out of it, but every time he tries to bust loose, it just increases its resistance against him. So the aliens head off, I guess, toward Earth to join Terra Man. Back on the planet Earth, Blue Devil notices what looks like a switch, like an old-timey railroad switch, a big old handle sticking out of the ground with a fulcrum right on the ground, and you you turn it. And uh, yeah. Blue Devil is kind of uh, amazed by this. It's at the base of the beacon, so he doesn't know what the beacon is calling. But if this is a railroad switch, then that must mean, and Terra Man chimes in, Yuck, that's right, deputy. And a big old locomotive train comes down out of space. Like through some sort of portal, maybe? Railroads are coming through. This here is going to be the greatest train robbery ever in the history of the universe. And it's got the extra added attraction of making life miserable for that super law man when he comes back to find his city turned into a ghost town. But Blue Devil, he he owns the city too. He's taking charge of it as well. And he's trying to figure out what to do about the train. He sees a, a mechanism on the beacon that he thinks he could use to redirect the railroad, but he's not strong enough to push it. So he throws his spear up through the portal that's up in space. If Superman's in trouble on the other side of that space warp, maybe I can help him out of his jam so he can save the rest of us. And just as, you know... As happens coincidentally, the spear does aim directly toward Superman. He sees it flying toward him. He decides if he pushes his hand out of the gelatin super slowly, then he can pierce the outer surface and have his hand out there to catch the spear. And sure enough, it works. And because the spear is ever so precisely aimed and not just randomly hurled toward a hole, uh, Superman grabs it and the spear pulls him out of the 
uh, space gelatin. So since he wasn't executing the force himself, he's able to break out. I'm not entirely sure that's how physics works, but it's comics. So, you know, we roll with it. In any case, Superman gets back to Earth, tosses a spear back to Blue Devil, flips the switch for the railroad, the train goes back into space, and Superman and Blue Devil take down Terra Man. Blue Devil enjoys punching him right in the face. Before you feed me to the vultures, why don't you chew on this, jerk? And Terra Man goes down. And the story ends with Superman and Blue Devil standing over all the wreckage. Chalk one up for the guys in white hats, eh, Dan? And white horns. The bad guys better not mess with us. And then with the next panel is the exact same scene. But instead of Superman and Blue Devil, we have two uh, sanitation apartment cleanup crew. Boy, what a mess. Them super hot dogs do one heck of a job saving the world. But it's funny how they all get the power to turn invisible around cleanup time, huh? What really makes a hero, you ask? Maybe just the willingness to face the dirty job Bates picked for you and do it before riding off into the sunset as the sanitation apartment truck rides off into the sunset, pulling a bunch of wreckage behind it. So I think the little uh, humorous offbeat ending there is because Blue Devil is generally a a comedy comic, I believe. And so just a lighthearted ending here seems appropriate. Next stop, Phantom Zone, the final chapter in this last extra-length issue of DC Comics Presents on sale May 29th. Although, according to my records, it didn't actually go on sale till the following week, June 5th. So that's when we'll be covering it. So, yeah, Terra Man is, uh, <laughs> Terra Man's goofy. And I don't not enjoy his stories. Generally, I enjoy them more than this one. This one was, I don't know, felt a little bit off for Terra Man. And, um, I don't really know the Blue Devil that well. So I had a hard time connecting with this story. Uh, generally, Terra Man does a lot of stuff on his own. This is the first time I can remember him bringing a horde of alien fighters to, to, you know, team up with him against Superman. And also, um, the idea of bringing a train out of space to Earth for the greatest train robbery. But the trains, is he going to ride the train and rob Metropolis? I don't know what he's planning to do with that. We don't get enough of his plans to know what the next phase is going to be. It's just stop the train. So we stop the train and we stop Terra Man and everything's good. Um, this is Terra Man's swan song. We are, of course, nearing the end of the continuity. So this is his last story. And uh, yeah, we have one more issue of DC Comics Presents. And it's one I've been looking forward to because it features the Phantom Zone, which, uh, you know, is a pretty great part of Superman mythos. So yes, that wraps up our coverage for this week of comics, May 1st, 1986. We'll be back next week with another episode to talk about Superman 422. So do be here for that. And in the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of johnreadscomics.com, home of virtually all of the podcasts produced by me, John Wilson. Each show has its own feed on your favorite podcatcher, or the whole group can be followed under the name John Reads Comics. Remember, there is no H in John. Feedback for all shows can be sent to johnreadscomics at gmail.com, and I will plan to read it on a future episode unless you ask me not to. Follow me on Twitter at johnreadscomics, and thank you always for listening to podcasts from johnreadscomics.com. Johnreadscomics.com